Oh my goodness, I'm so excited to be bringing you a brand new concept to the True Growth podcast. Today is going to be the first ever episode with a scholar. So we are going to be joined today by Kat Ashley from Purbeck Whole Foods, who about a month ago completed the scholarship application process with me. I had lots of interest in this opportunity. Lots of women applied to work alongside me as a scholar, but also to come on this show as part of the coaching program. So what you're going to hear, um, and Kat's going to come along once a month, what you're going to hear today is Kat and I working together, going through um, some of the challenges that she faces as a business owner, talking about her successes and um looking at how we can apply what she's learning uh, to her business so that it grows, but also that she can grow from within too and find her feet and strength again. Kat's waiting for us over in the Zoom room, so let's hop over there and welcome Kat in. Welcome to the True Growth Podcast with me, Viv Allen, success coach and trusted counsellor. Each week, I'm sharing with you the best of the tools, tips, and techniques I have learned in over 10 years of professional and personal development, designed to empower you to take courageous action in your business and in your life, so you can free up more time and earn more money. It is my mission to lead you towards your inevitable success on your terms, so you can live a more joy-filled life by connecting what's in your head with what's in your heart. If you're ready to live your life with more ease and fun, doing what you love with who you love, then this show is for you. I am, as you know, super excited to be bringing along a very special guest today to the podcast. This is Kat from the Perbeck Whole Foods shop down there in Wareham, Dorset. Now, I know that this podcast is actually listened to people all around the world. I'm super stoked about that. That's just new news to me. Um, so if you're not local to Dorset, then don't worry because coming to you soon will be all kinds of information that you can still apply to your own business. Kat has decided to join me on adventure as a scholar on my coaching program for six months, which is, you know, really, I'm very excited. And we're going to ask Kat today a little bit about that application process and, you know, what it was like, what motivated her to get in, uh, to, to reach out and get involved. And um, as part of that scholarship, we're going to bring you one coaching session a month where you get to witness firsthand what it's like uh, to be in this process of transforming your business to find freedom from fear that holds you back however that might show up and you know it might be like imposter syndrome in your case or it might be um that inner critic voice that you need to get rid of we're going to look at all of those things that come up for business owners that is absolutely normal and how we can trick our minds and overcome these uh, mindset challenges develop the strategies that we need so that we can move forward in our business and and beyond that to move forward with confidence so that we can take courageous action and live a joy-filled life. Because as you know, I absolutely believe that the most important thing is to do more of what you love with who you love every single day. So welcome, Kat, to the True Growth Podcast. Hello. 
It's so exciting. How are you feeling? Yeah, excited, the same. So Kat and I have been working together, what, we've had sort of three sessions now, but just about a month. Yeah. Uh-huh, yeah. Can you tell everyone a little bit about yourself and your business and perhaps even, you know, where you were at the time you made your application? So I run a very sweet little whole food store down in Wareham. It's been in Wareham since mid-1970s and I took over three years ago with zero experience apart from that as a customer. It's full of all the things you might find in an independent health food store and all the things you probably wouldn't expect to find. Um, so dried fruits, uh, organic produce, supplements um, and some lovely staff that are always willing to help. And I arrived applying for the scholarship with Viv after far too many cycles of I can't take this anymore, what am I doing type of syndrome. Um, mm -hmm. And just going round and round and round, getting busier and busier and busier, going nowhere. Mm -hmm. And it was at the point again, which I suppose lots of people reach, where you're just ready to do a runner, uh, close mm -hmm. the business, make life simpler, uh, go and work for somebody else and give it all up. Um, and thank goodness I ended up um, with a scholarship, which was fantastic. <laughs> and yeah, and I wanted to really um, hone in on that because from my experience as a coach it's what you've described there is normal uh, you know for want of a better expression you know lots of people building a business particularly I so admire you for stepping in there and continuing this legacy of this business that's been going since the 1970s in a market town on the south coast of, of Dorset in the UK and you know clearly you were passionate and um, confident enough at that point to step into something you knew nothing about and then of course we um it's hard enough running a business in those first three years and then of course this year has been the exceptional year for everyone with the pandemic and and closing so it's not surprising at all that you found yourself there as you say there again but really ready to shut the door yes yeah definitely um so needless to say, 2020 is keeping up the pace with all sorts of new challenges, mm -hmm. but certainly in a much better position already to start to deal with those. Mm -hmm. That's fantastic. So tell us some of the, um, there's a little bit more about some of the successes you've had already. Oh, wow. In the space of three sessions, I think it's safe to say that I feel like a completely new person, which probably sounds completely corny, but it's not at all. I've gone from the lowest of the low to finally rediscovering determination that I'd forgotten all about I used to have and can now apply it to the business. Mm -hmm. Even that in itself is a huge weight off your shoulders just to know that you have choices and things can change mm. and you're not stuck you're definitely not stuck mm -hmm. changes in my in in how i would approach day-to-day -day work um, how i approach things at home mm -hmm. self-care has made a, a reappearance <laughs> which is lovely and even being able to do that just makes you be able to think so much clearer. Yeah, yeah. But it was that cycle you described of being busier and busier and busier when you, I think when we first spoke, I think you were in a, 
in the back room, the back cupboard of the oh yes, <laughs> the juicing machine going, <laughs> and you're on your mobile phone, and it was like, oh, I just gotta do something different here. Yes, <laughs> yes, surrounded by boxes of tea and everything else, going. I haven't even got time to talk to you about applying for a scholarship. And I'm absolutely passionate about helping business owners just like you who are trying to build a business that involves their community, that provides a quality service that's ethically based, you know, and soundly from your heart. And I think sometimes um, people in business can get very head driven and that can lead to being that hard edged sort of business salesy type thing. So, but also the business owners like you who can sometimes be so heart driven that the business isn't just going to be a success because we have to get the balance right between that sort of uh, strategic planning, financial planning, business planning, time management, as well as being able to do what fills us up because, you know, you've got to do what you love. Otherwise, it just will crush you. But ultimately, getting that balance is the trick, isn't it? Oh, definitely, which was well out of kilter completely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I think I think even the staff can notice a difference mm-hmm. already. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it's first time in three years was, you know, last week was the first official CEO day of, of doing all those things you never get time to do as a boss. You think, my goodness, I've got through about a week's worth of jobs in one day because you're not trying to juggle working in the business at the same time as working on the business mm-hmm. which is a, a fantastic step forward which I would never have made on my own ever <laughs> yeah yeah and um you know what you're describing there is one of the first steps um that we put in place isn't it about blocking time and like you say differentiating between working in your business and of course the customers are the heart and soul of your business aren't they and so it's really important to you to be customer facing and to be there to engage with your customers. So not only because it's lovely, <laughs> but also because it gives you fantastic feedback about what your customers want and expect and how you can serve them better. Oh, definitely. But balancing that off with the working on your business and making sure your business grows. So how have you um, been coping with the, you know, the lockdown? Did you, sh- did you close it all or tell people about what did you have to do as a business? Uh, independent health food stores, I would say, had a particularly interesting role because we are essentially food based. Lockdown and COVID-19, we went through the whole panic buying, as as everybody saw in supermarkets, happened with us, mm. um, which was very strange position to be in with a shop full of people. That was the first problem. Mm-hmm. And having to ration supplies. Mm. Um, which is never a position we ever thought we'd be in. Normally, as from our perspective, you know, the more stuff we can sell, the better mm-hmm. um, with any business. But having to stand there and say, well, no, you can only have one can of baked beans, I'm sorry. Um, we just don't know when we're going to get any more, was very strange. Mm-hmm. Then we had full lockdown, mm-hmm. and we were both blessed and cursed, I suppose you could say, insofar as we were classified as essential. Mm-hmm. So we had the choice to stay open, which in itself created problems. In mm-hmm. in some ways, it would have been easier had we not and we had to close, but it wouldn't have been better financially. 
because you had so many responsibilities, not only for yourself and your business, but for your staff and how you're going to deal with customers and all the lockdown requirements. Mm-hmm. So we did, in fact, choose to close for two weeks because we'd had close contact with so many people. Um, I think we needed that time. Mm-hmm. Then it took a week to work out how to reopen in a manageable sense with less staff mm-hmm. and how to control people. And I think we must be on at least the seventh or eighth plan already. And now today we've started planning for winter because we're still serving people at the door mm-hmm. because we have a small premises, which is is lovely and cosy and full of character, but presents problems um, in itself. So we now need to look ahead on the next five months of this year and how we're going to keep social distancing and keep customers happy and keep things flowing. Yeah. Yeah, that's so amazing. It's one of the things that um, why, you know, I was so keen to work with you um, because of the exciting opportunities that you have to really, you know, bring this traditional uh, community, say it's a community shop into um, the 21st century. And uh, like all of the this changes you're having to make to obviously manage our health situation. And yet, it also presents you, like you say, as much as it's presenting you with challenges, it's also presenting you with opportunities. Oh, most definitely. Yeah. Mm. Um, I think the key is to try and be flexible. And if you can be flexible with your approach and you've got a good team behind you, then it makes life so much easier. Yeah. Yeah. And actually, you mentioned team. And I'm wondering if you'd like to share with everyone, because it's not just having the good team around you, it's looking after them tell everyone what you did this week ah uh, this week was a very exciting week um we've had a core of three members of staff working hard since we reopened during lockdown and one lady had her birthday and unfortunately very sadly another lady's dog had a, a very sad incident which i am pleased to say it's survived pie is surviving and recovering well after her doggy incident Mm -hmm. Um, so we decided we all needed a treat and an excuse to celebrate and we're all allowed out a little bit more so we went to the Priory um, which is right next to the river in Wareham one of the oldest buildings in Wareham um, for a posh afternoon tea in the gardens and a walk around the gardens. Oh that's amazing and you know what I love about that is not only did you take the time out for you you took the time out to build your team because you've got, you know, you did this together. You could have easily rewarded those people individually or separately, but you pulled together as a team and you really recognise the efforts, the extra efforts that they've been, been putting in to help you stay open and to keep continuing to serve your community. It definitely. I think I, I would say that we've definitely become, with the challenges this year, we've definitely become closer. Mm-hmm. And I would say we understand not that we didn't before, but we understand how each of us works that much better mm-hmm. um, and who who can cope with the pressures a little bit more. Um, it's been a really good, in a strange way, it, it sounds an odd thing to say, but a really good learning curve. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, and building a team is a bit like, well, building any team, like a sports team. You know, you have your goal defence, you have your goal shooters, you have, you know, I don't know, your, I don't know, I don't know, football teams, I'm not even going to attempt to say, but, you know, your wingers and your 
keepers and all those different parts and then building a team in a business is exactly the same thing everyone has their own part to play and their own skills and being able to draw that out of your team or recruit specifically for it is quite key isn't it oh definitely most definitely and i i will i suppose what i would say as well is is because we are so community-based is that having somebody that's been local for so many years mm-hmm. um, we quite often find <laughs> a bit like me who was an existing customer more existing customers who are in a position for to take on some extra work usually come to us I say I've always wanted to work here I say, okay great so then almost instantly they see friends from the other side of the counter they see neighbours or relations and oh I didn't know you were working here and straight away there's lots of conversation which we love and makes it a little bit special. Mm-hmm. Yeah and of course you're building your network of potential shoppers which is yeah essential. So we talked about some of the successes you've had already um, bringing some self-care routine back in that was a number one win um taking some time to work on your business so you left the shop and you worked from home in order to get that ceo time as i call it uh really locked in and to focus in on because you had some important decisions to make so i'm so pleased you've gone all in on the shop absolutely (laughs) delighted about that i think uh you know your principles uh, and your passion are going to help you win that um, be successful and continue to grow and be prosperous and really I think the fact that you are now in that position where you can take the helm as the leader and um, like the way you've shown and demonstrated that with your team by saying you know I, I recognize what we've done together and I recognize you as individuals let's go out and, and do something that bonds us mm-hmm. yeah. so let's that's all the lovely fluffy stuff <laughs> some of the challenges over the next five months or so certainly while we'll be working together but also like you started to allude there about preparing for the winter what, what are some of the things that are coming up for you on the horizon oh wow um yeah it's it's keeping up the pace this year um we have a crossroads in terms of premises mm-hmm. um so we will either stay in our current location at the north end of town or we will have the opportunity to move to the south end of town. Both are just as sunny. (laughs) Um, South is the busier end of town. Mm -hmm. Both locations come with their positives and their challenges. Mm -hmm. Uh, To a degree, it's out of our hands. Mm -hmm. So we've just got to make the best choices we can make as we go. and, And whatever happens, Mm-hmm. it will be really good so we've got the premises we've got the preparation for winter mm-hmm. um, all sorts of unseen challenges which I'm sure are yet to evolve that are virus based and ultimately like any business being busier um, hoping to make the best of Christmas if that's if you know if that's something your business can take in and getting back to I don't want to say normal working hours because we're still only open on reduced hours. We open every every day except Sunday between nine and one. Mm-hmm. And trying to work out the balance between whether we're better to stay with those opening hours or try and extend it because such a large percentage of 
the population thinks, oh, well, everything's back to normal. Mm. I said, it is and it isn't. And then you try to get into the guts of it and explain why. And all of a sudden they go, oh, yes, and have a little light bulb moment. Mm -hmm. So those are the, the, the nuts and bolts, I suppose. And then within all of that, you've got the smaller decisions of stock, what things you keep, what things you don't keep. Because Whole Foods is something that's constantly evolving mm -hmm. um, as different products are discovered or different things go through. I suppose times are vogue. Um, yes. So turmeric, for one, at the moment has been a key key player for everybody for for quite a while, and is still still drawing a lot of attention. Um, mm -hmm. To also more sensitive things, we still have two members of staff on furlough who people could say, oh, you know, they they're supposed to be back surely, but one member of staff, bless her, um, who deserves a medal, I'm sure. Um, just celebrated her 78th birthday on Monday. <laughs> Amazing. Um, <laughs> she, she in fact, started working at the shop in 1981 when I was born. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. Um, so she's... So there's some shielding going on there. Yes. Hmm. I love her to bits. And every time we change something, I always think it could be the final straw. And she always really surprises me and just takes it all in her stride. <laughs> but I'm very protective of her and I don't want her back working until the time is right and she's comfortable. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so we've got a couple of those sorts of instances. So there's all sorts of things coming up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I'm guessing as well that, um, and tell me, you know, what what is it about, you know, for the business you've got, all of those sort of finer balances to make about what stock to hold, how much stock to hold. If you're open for reduced hours, that that naturally is that, is that naturally putting a cap on your turnover, which is obviously if you're a turnover led business. I would say, as a pleasant surprise, mm -hmm. although we're only open technically because apparently <laughs> we don't always close dead on one. You know, if there's regulars outside um, and then we just say, well, we'll stay open another 20 minutes. It's kind of movable. We've, I have to say, I'm, I'm pleasantly surprised. Our takings in the space of four hours rather than eight are sometimes no different. That's interesting. Um, no different at all. So for us to go back to normal nine to five opening hours, mm. you then start to question, well, is there the footfall in the afternoon? Is everybody used to doing things in the morning now mm -hmm. and then having the afternoon to either do nicer things or stay away from the population, stay safer? Mm -hmm. And is it worth, from a, 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 an owner's perspective, the extra outlay in terms of costs, with a, you know, the extra running costs, the staff, the electricity mm -hmm. uh, and everything that goes with all of that? Mm -hmm. So... If somebody had said to me six months ago, we'd only open the shop for half a day, I'd have sort of said you were mad. But now it's an entirely new world and new concept. Yeah, that's really interesting. Um, and the thing around the turnover not being disrupted. But what about growth, though? I mean, have you know, in terms of customers, have you do you feel you've lost customers or you you're about the same or what's um it's it's an interesting one um fortunately i would say prior to lockdown and now 
we still see new faces every day. And whether that's new people that have moved into the area or people that are just visiting, you get a good mixture of both. We've managed to accommodate some of our more sensitive regulars by continuing with introductions of things like telephone orders Mm -hmm. so they can ring through their order in advance and pay over the phone. We've updated our card machine. Mm -hmm. And if they really have nobody else that can come to the door and collect their order, if they don't want to, then if they live locally, what difference does it make if we drive around the corner and drop it off? It makes no difference to us time-wise, really. And it makes a world of difference to them. And it's one of those things that separates us from, you know, the bigger chain stores. And it's a friendly re- face that they recognise, um, albeit at a distance. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I, th- I think there's, you know, maybe one or two that we've lost, but I don't think it would have been anything out of the ordinary. Yeah. So, you, so as a very much as a values-based business, yeah, I can see that so much in your heart. But when I was talking about and asking you about the um, opening hours, I noticed you were sort of rubbing your head, your forehead. What, what was coming up for you there? Um, oh, she's got me again. <laughs> um, I suppose it's, I hadn't really stopped to think about, you know, six months ago, if I'd have said we'd only open the shop for half a day, I really would never have. I, it was a decision I would never have taken. Mm-hmm. But it just seems normal now and natural, mm-hmm. um, which just goes to show how much really can change in a short space of time. For sure. Um, would I go back to it? I suppose the head rubbing might have been some sort of apprehension because of what it was like prior to having sessions with you and the scholarship and but I I suppose thinking objectively I wouldn't be going back to how it was before because we've made so many changes mm-hmm. so it would be a new nine to five opening it would be completely new mm-hmm. although it's the same shop yeah so that's quite an interesting realization in itself so just imagining now for a moment you were designing from a blank canvas starting from scratch what what would be your ideal ideally the business would be busy enough and the town would be busy enough to support opening nine to five right but i would only i would only do that if if we had cause to i think quite frankly now if if we can run the same business um as we were nine to five in nine till one Mm -hmm. um do we need to be open that much mm-hmm. but then it there's only so many people you can serve mm-hmm. especially with social social distancing in four hours mm-hmm. so we would have to look at growth aspects in in terms of either hours or other services whether that's more deliveries or more telephone orders mm-hmm. um, or even dare I say it there's been such a rise in online shopping whether our little characterized shop with its roots needs to grow a new branch Mm -hmm. so to speak um and just test the water who knows Mm -hmm. yeah and there's lots of different potential options there like you say there's the okay we could go to nine to five but it sounds like you've got a hunch that the the the, the footfall the 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 town itself as i say it's a small market town on the south coast i don't know what the population is of wherever but it's not huge 
Um, so that there's just not enough to warrant it. But then you've got, well, hang on, we've still got half a day which we can create some opportunity for the business and for our community. How? Oh my God, actually, this is quite exciting. What, what? What 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 comes up for you? What what feels like and discuss those options? I mean, maybe going for a more e-commerce, more online shopping, or maybe providing another service. What you sort of alluded to that more deliveries. What tell me some more? Yeah, potentially. I mean, we I know we've got some regular customers that have actually discovered. You know, at one stage we were open purely for telephone orders, so we weren't serving anybody at the door or otherwise. Mm-hmm. Um, and quite a few said, "Oh, well." Will you carry on doing this? And it's like, well, yeah, there's no reason why we need to stop doing this. Mm-hmm. Oh, because we've we've actually decided we prefer it. And it's like, well, you know, if 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 you prefer it, there's there's no reason we need to stop. It makes our life easier. We can mm-hmm. fulfil your order once we've served customers at the door for the day, mm-hmm. and then ring you, take payment, and you can come when it suits you. It's all here, ready to go. Mm-hmm. So. Again, without COVID-19, that would never have happened. And they would never have discovered they preferred shopping that way. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, perhaps online might be another avenue. Um, we did look at one stage of going mobile <laughs> and having a smaller version of the shop in a van mm-hmm. to more rural villages. Um, not that we're we're especially rural, but there are still small villages where there's no bus service or, you know, elderly people would struggle to get out. Where potentially if you had a, a set routine in the afternoon, you'd be able, at one village, the next day of the week in the afternoon, you'd be another village. Mm-hmm. Would that be an avenue to explore? So it does really open up all kinds of things that, you know, you wouldn't necessarily have thought of. And with the advent of CEO days, you now have the time to think about these things. Yeah, absolutely. And and of course, they, you know, there's a, there's two elements here. Remember, we talked about heart and head. So yes. from a heart sort of perspective, what what feels like it would be a good fit for you and for the staff that you've got? Yeah, um, I think I think right now, as much as we have to social distance, human contact is and local stores and familiar faces really have come back into their own. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, it's so simple to go into a supermarket now and not even utter a single word. You can go in, stare at the floor, follow the arrows, go to self-service and leave. Mm-hmm. And you think, well, you've done all of that without even anybody even smiling at you because, of course, very soon everyone's going to have a mask. So nobody would know if you're smiling or not. Mm-hmm. So if you could pop out, you know, have a, a regular routine of, of village stops with the same kind of faces mm-hmm. um then i think that might that might have some legs that might have some some good excuses to explore that yeah and also in terms of let's move up to the head a little bit for a moment here because <laughs> <laughs> i think it's really important that you know we get those two things harmonized and um how can you do like some research on this? What 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 sort of sources can you draw from to be able to identify the potential population there? You know, therefore the customer base, therefore um, you know even because what you know, like you say, you've got a, a finite number of hours to serve customers at the door, which is that's a bit like being squeezed into a bottleneck, isn't it? So you want those customers to get served as fast and as efficient as possible. Those who want to come to the door, yeah. 
And then you've also got your customers base who, who decided I actually quite like the telephone service and I can collect uh, in yeah. the afternoons. So, you know, you've got that quite nicely differentiated there, haven't you? Yeah. So you've got a potential opportunity there for reach outreach, you know, going into the villages and, 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 and adding another sort of element to your service. How, how can you, what would you, how would you approach going to find out if that's a viable option? Yeah, um, it may seem an odd link, um, but we also have links with Riverford, which I'm sure lots of people have heard of, mm -hmm. um, who specialise in the organic produce. Yeah, so Riverford um, are a farm uh, in Devon, aren't they, I think? And they, they do home deliveries for organic fresh fruit and veg. They do. Um, and they also deliver to the shop. Again, it's a historic thing that was set up many many moons ago um for people that wanted to collect their box from the shop instead and pick up their other shopping whilst they were doing it cool yeah i love that um, i love that <laughs> it's really important for business for strengthening business definitely um so we still have that and what the fortunate thing is is that we have the same delivery driver now as we've had for years right. um and of course he spends a Tuesday when he comes to us driving around the whole of the rest of Purbeck with all of his other boxes mm -hmm. and undoubtedly he delivers to lots of our shop based customers as well mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think he would be somebody I would pick the brains of straight away Sure. and I'm sure I remember him at one stage asking if we did we were going to do anything like that mm -hmm. um, and I'm fairly certain that I know when he's not doing Riverford-based things, he very much picks and chooses his own work. Yeah. So whether we could help him fill another time during his week, who knows? Yeah. And that's, you know, I do, yeah, as I say, I really love the idea of um, building on your existing network, collaborating, collaborating with other businesses, you know, that complement you complement each other and um, tapping into a resource that's already there. That's, you know, really smart thinking. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. So I'm just wondering what's the next thing for you right now then? So we have talked a little bit you've about in the, the, the few the few weeks we've worked together about, you know, to stay or not to stay and, and it's definitely staying. We need to do something to promote growth within the business and yet retain some of the things that we're quite liking. We're liking the, the nine to one shop opening. It's working for your customers, it's working for you. But you've got half a day, you've got a shop full of goods, they've got to get out and be sold somehow. Yeah, definitely. And does the online side of it, how does that feel, like opening an online shop? It is something we mentioned prior to lockdown um i think last time it was mentioned with any great sort of commitment of thought was i suppose last autumn and then of course you get caught up in the build-up to christmas um because with us christmas starts early when everybody starts making their christmas cakes and christmas puddings uh -huh. um, so we go through dried fruit season <laughs> <laughs> and the one thing that there's two things I suppose straight away that holds me back. One is that I know Wareham has quite a high demographic. Yes. To the degree where we have lots of customers 
that unless they can walk into a bank and draw out cash, they're lost. Yeah. So they don't have smartphones. They don't have computers. Mm -hmm. um, they still come down the road and they get their money out of the bank and then they come and they pay you cash. And that's the way it's always been. And that's the way for them it will probably always be. Mm -hmm. But I do, I am also aware that we have a younger demographic that we need to attract. And I think we have attracted younger people um, since we've been there in the last three years. Um, but they are very, they work in, they work in a very different way. They're very phone based, Google, where's the nearest shop I can get this, mm -hmm. those kind of things. So I think we whittled it down to almost doing a test run of say the top 10 or 20 most popular products mm -hmm. and putting those online mm -hmm. um, just to see if they're getting not the footfall, the mouse clicks, I suppose, um, to see whether it's worth putting more online or going, okay, we've done a test run and actually right now that's not got the legs we need it to have to invest the time and the money mm -hmm. to put into adding more products. Um, so that's, that's sort of as far as I'd got with that. Mm -hmm. So, and then with that as well, I mean, of course, you, you, your whole point about being online is that, you know, you can reach the entire world, I guess, if you want to. Yes. <laughs> and, and it, you know, it doesn't have to be, you know, you're not restricted to your local customer base, although obviously it's important for you to continue serving them. Yeah. I suppose it, I hadn't really, as stupid as that sounds, I hadn't even really thought about that. Mm -hmm. Well, because your heart is so into serving your local community, that's the, the, the thing, isn't it? But the whole point about <laughs> online is your community becomes the world. Yes. God, there's a thought. <laughs> so the potential there for growth is massive. Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. So I um you know I'm a big fan of um Brene Brown and she um started a podcast in this uh, lockdown called Unlocking Us. And in the first few first few episodes, she seems to have stopped doing it now. But she they were sponsored by her local business, which um she promotes some of their foods that they make. Um do you make anything in perfect health foods that's just that you guys make? Um, no, we yeah. don't make anything as such at the moment. Right. Um yeah. everything everything comes in. <laughs> yeah. So she's promoting a, a, a store near her that she absolutely seems to love their products. But I'll encourage you to have a listen. I'll, I'll, I'll send one over to you a link with so to listen specifically to the ad that she's running at the front about the family business that she's promoting there. But it's so uh, for me, there was a similarity there because of the values that you have about serving your local community with really good, wholesome, uh, organic, you know, free from foods. And that's, you know, really, you know, so important to, like you said, self care was a, a complete oh yeah I forgot I've got to look after me you know yes <laughs> it's so important what we put in our bodies is you know is uh, and how we treat them you know these are the things that get us around through the day so <laughs> yeah and I think it's so easy to lose sight of it um you know branding really is done exceptionally well and oh yes this is really good for you and that's really good for you and actually when you start to unpick it you think oh my goodness what is in this stuff mm. um, yeah. And people do, you know, if they think, oh, you know, I can eat that and I'll be fine. And yeah, you will. But 
you know you still have to take responsibility and i and i think i think it's so easily lost just like you know running around like a headless chicken completely forgetting to look after yourself we all forget to really look at what we're putting into our bodies and the difference that it makes yeah. and we're all for some reason we have this concept that eating healthily or organically is super super expensive and the reality is that it, if it ever was it certainly isn't anymore yeah yeah that is that's so true and i think that's a really valuable message for any promotion that you want to do for the business um because i definitely feel that like you say that that would be a barrier for some people that that um perception that it's it's going to cost them more or even if there's products do cost them more it's pennies rather than pounds yeah. um yeah, or cents yeah. rather than dollars depending on where you are in the world but yeah <laughs> um okay well i'm conscious of the time and it's been an absolutely fantastic session with you today we have talked about quite a lot of different options for your next step and so i'm wondering what what do you want to follow up on what do you want to see through for the next time that we we meet i know there'll be progress of i know there'll be progress on premises mm -hmm. i know there'll be progress on the winter plans mm -hmm. so i think definitely need to take the next steps on deliveries and talk to Riverford and Simon mm -hmm. and gather a bit more information there I think. Mm -hmm. Gather a bit of intel? Yeah. <laughs> and you're on the social medias aren't you? We are on social media just. This is a, a new thing as well. <laughs> you, could, you could run some, some polls on social media? Oh yes, yes you see I am not a great lover of technology as you've probably guessed. Mm -hmm. um, so even setting up Zoom for coaching was that was the first challenge in having my own personal email address. So yeah, I completely don't think about using social media enough. It's it's one of those things I hold my hands up to and go, you know, there's a whole load of work that we could be doing there that's just not happening. So is that an area where you know if one of those angels that are in your community came to you and said, you know what, I could help you with your social media? that would be something you'd feel, oh, thank you, take that from me. <laughs> oh, well, do you know, even even our Instagram account was created by a new member of staff who started earlier this year. Amazing. So, so um, where, can we, where can they find you on social media? We are on Facebook, on Instagram, under Perbeck Whole Foods, um, and just keep an eye out for lovely sunflowers. And sunflowers. Oh, yeah, you've got one on your t-shirt there. People can't see the t-shirt because they're on. <laughs> they can't. Why am I showing you? <laughs> uh, so yes, we have our own website. We have our second website, which is our new one, which has just gone up last week. Mm -hmm. And has that got fast e-commerce? It could have. Yes, it could have. It doesn't doesn't have that page yet, but that was one of those people we discussed it with. So that's uh, another Perbeck Foods. Um, so yeah do find us and any thoughts would be wonderful <laughs> right alrighty so okay just to wrap up then um is there anything that you wished i'd asked you about or anything you wanted to bring anything else you wanted to cover today um no i think we've covered that and all sorts of things in between i didn't think about <laughs> <laughs> and what's what's the one thing that you you've taken away from today you like one big insight the fact that things won't even if we go back to nine to five opening hours 
from my perspective as a business owner, it won't be like it was before. It won't be that nine to five drudgery of just staring at a mountain that never seems to get any smaller. That mm-hmm. actually, all of that is gone and changed. And there's so many options. Oh. But up until our discussion today, I hadn't even registered in the slightest. That so, is exciting. It's amazing. Well, I look forward to catching up with you next week and hearing all about the deliveries. I've got some fantastic imagery in my mind of, of going around the local. We were so lucky where I live. A local coffee uh, firm whose name I escaped, but don't worry, I'll put it in the, in the show notes, came around with their coffee van. So in the middle of lockdown, we got real coffee. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> Uh, on the drive because it's like seven flats where I live. They put up on the drive uh-huh. and serve coffee to everyone. It was amazing. <laughs> See, these were some of the really good things that happened. Oh, <laughs> Wonderful. Really exciting. Okay, my lovely. Well, it's been fantastic to uh, meet you, and I hope all the listeners send you some love on social media. That's Perbeck Whole Foods on Instagram and Facebook. Do remember to like, share, comment, and do all the social stuff. And we will look forward to bringing you another one of these episodes next month. So it's going to be every single month towards the end of the month when Kat and I will catch up here just for you. (laughs) You can witness live (laughs) the fun we have in a session together. Okay, so just talk about business expansion for a moment. And um, we were going to end the session there, but we got talking. So you guys are going to get this bit too. There are a few campsites in the vicinity of Wareham and Kat and I were just exploring whether that was an opportunity for some growth because these uh, campsites are going to be absolutely rammed for sure this summer and it's an opportunity to go in and supply and here's the thought, supply welcome packs. Yeah. So a little sample of your perfect whole food special blend of muesli. You know the oh, one? Yes. Yeah. Oh, um, yes. <laughs> um, because that won't obviously go off. Maybe a small carton of like oat milky type stuff. Oh, yes. Well, um, alternative milk, or as you say, if you targeted it towards breakfast, um, we have, we have, well, almost nation- nationwide famous porridge, apparently. Who wow. did you think oats could vary that much? Yes. Um, we have a grandmother whose grandchildren refuse to eat anybody's porridge oats but ours. So every time she goes, she has to take kilos. <laughs> um, so, Can I tell yeah. you, it's the thing. When everyone else was buying loo roll, I was panicking because there was no porridge. And I only like a specific type of porridge. So. <laughs> oh, you have to be chief tester. <laughs> but yeah, a little welcome pack with a card, potentially with a discount code yeah presentation at the store yeah definitely because what i think about that you know i was saying about collaboration is the synergy there between the the you know the extra service that the campsites want to deliver for their customers and so being able to provide them with something a little bit extra to give their customers an extra thing that usp unique selling point um, that they yeah. can put on their business. It's an opportunity for you to promote your business. You're a local business, so you're helping each other because you'll obviously be promoting the um, the campsite. And, you know, the, the two things seem to fit quite well together. What are your thoughts? Yeah, definitely. 
you know, we've we've two campsites in the village, and I know the one at the bottom of the village definitely has a, a small shop. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, definitely worth worth pursuing. Very exciting. Great. Now, is that something you're going to do, or is that something you'd send a member of staff to go and do one of their afternoons? Certainly, initial inquiries would be CEO day favourites. Um, yes. Definitely. Um, and welcome packs can be put together once we've finished serving customers. So, I love it. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. <laughs> Fantastic. Okay, well, I'm looking forward to hearing about that as well. <laughs> I couldn't let you off with this one thing to do. You know. <laughs> All right, we're definitely going to go now. So thanks once again. Thank you. Thanks for listening. If you have enjoyed today's show, I would love it if you'd head over to iTunes and leave me a review. And to show my appreciation, each month I will be randomly selecting one reviewer to win a free coaching call. Simply leave your review for a chance to win. How good is that? 